0: Welcome to Elevate with Elena. This is a self-love and spirituality podcast space where humans can learn to love and accept themselves fully, unconditionally, and wholeheartedly. I'm Elena, an energetic alignment guide and a true heartist. I really do believe my mission is one of the heart, to embrace the emotions, the nudges, and the guidance my heart and intuition call me towards, and also encourage you to do the same. The wisdom you hold within you is unlike any other. Together, let's continue to cultivate our inner love, wisdom, and wholeness so we can pour more into the connections and opportunities we are meant for in this lifetime. Your heart is calling you back home. Follow the call. Again, to Elevate with Elena. Maybe it's not again. Maybe it's your first time. Either way, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here and decided to show up and listen in. Today's conversation was freaking incredible. I mean, you can feel the energy of the fire and the passion and the synchronicities that have been occurring in this podcast guest's life. Her name is Alexis Fry, and I actually met her at this retreat I was assisting at with my friend Anna Rosner in Nosara in January. And we just started talking about human design and what makes us who we are and our purpose in life and like our relationships with other people and how we can truly just stay aligned or come back to ourselves because human design is really a tool that you can use to find your true essence again. It's always been there, but it's like rediscovering that or realigning with that and shedding things that aren't serving us or things that we've been conditioned to believe are maybe us, but it's like, no, human design allows us to find what truly is us and what's going to feel the best for us moving forward too and so alexis and i just got to talking about human design and like seriously her knowledge and her excitement about this tool is palpable like i felt that when i was with her in person and then i was like so excited to have her on the podcast to talk about it more and to dive deeper into it because It's truly something that I think about probably every single day when I'm determining how to make decisions for myself or how to follow my intuition or what's going to be the next best step for me. How should I be responding to people? That kind of a thing. It's amazing. And you can take so much from it. I feel like there's endless knowledge about charts. Like She was telling me things That I've done human design chart readings literally on this podcast, and there was new things that I was discovering or new ways to look at things. And so if you're interested in human design, first of all, listen to this episode so you can learn more. And then you can also book a reading with her because she is very thorough and will answer questions and give you so much insight on the special human that you are. She truly makes you feel like you are so special innately for the being that you were created to be. So I am super excited to share this episode with you. Alexis is also just an amazing human. Like I feel so fired up when I'm around her and so energized. She's a generator. So that's a human design energy type. And she just has so much knowledge and beautiful wisdom to share. And you can just tell she just really is lit up about life. And I love being around people like that, truly. She is a light in my life. So with that being said, let's listen to the episode. Let us know what you take away from this. If there's any learnings, any epiphanies, questions, comments, we want to hear it all. So we're sending you so much love welcome back to elevate with elena i have alexis fry here with me today alexis i want you to actually start by introducing yourself by telling me five words that describe you best i'm putting you totally on the spot too
1: (laughs) i know okay hello i would describe myself Actually, someone described me as effervescent one time, and I was like, Ooh. "I love that!" And I that's took a it with really me. Good word. So bubbly type of mm-hmm. type of descriptor. I would say adventurous, creative, flowy, which is kind of a new thing for me, and we'll probably get into oh, that.
0: Yes, we definitely. That's, will. that's new, and magical. Was that five? Yeah, I wasn't
1: counting. Wow. Magical
0: too. I love that. Those are really good words. You just like picked them out right away.
1: That was all intuition there because I actually, I don't think I could repeat what I just said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I have it on recording now so we can go back and listen. Um, Awesome. I'll have to. I want to know more about the flow too, because we were just talking about this offline And it's actually really, it moves really well into like my first segment that I always do is like talking about moments of abundance, love and or joy from the past week. So tell me more about how your week has been like flowing and there's just been so much abundance and synchronicity happening for you.
1: Ooh, this is a good thing to lean into. And I feel like I do want to touch on the backstory of how I was and how I've been practicing getting into yeah. flow because I think it's important to understand that I was very, very, very type A. So we'll get into that. Yeah. But this week has been so magical. And I've already told Elena all of this off camera, but we we started this podcast and I was speechless. I I didn't really even know how where to start. But... I pulled an Oracle card a couple days ago that was the Fortune's Wheel, which stands for luck and right timing. The universe is planning like in your favor. You literally can't mess up. Everything is working out. Just keep moving forward. Great omen, great message. I love that card. And so I just, you know, kind of put it down. I was like, oh, cool. Happy, happy week. Love it. And I ended up messaging a friend to ask if she had a connection at this business to see if I could job shadow. And she goes, how about I do you one better? And literally offered me a part-time job with great pay, basically making my own job, like picking out the parts of the job that I like doing and yeah, like going with it. That It was amazing. It was like better than anything I could have ever thought. So um, still that is in the works then. But then all sorts of lucky things happened, just like getting a front row parking spot, getting a mocktail for free, uh, running into somebody who runs the marketing for an event I went to. And I met her weeks before and gave her a mini human design reading. So we reconnected on that. And then I had someone DM me about planning a human design event at their cannabis seed dispensary, which I never even thought of like that market. And so I met up with them, beautiful women love, love, love their business and can't wait to collaborate with them. And I left that meeting, drove past a vintage shop I had never seen before, slammed on the brakes and just felt the need to go in. And I went in there, just wandered around, tried on things, chatted with the owner, promoted human design and said, hey, let's plan a workshop. And she seems really into it. Some of the people shopping in the store actually was like, wait, did you just say something about human design? I just looked up my my type the other day. And then they found me on Instagram and we had a mutual follower because their friend works at a store I've been to. There's just like so much weaving together right now that I am just speechless. It's so magical. And then of course I saw 111-777. Seeing all of the angel numbers and signs right now. Actually, this one's wild. The other day, like yesterday, day before I was journaling, kind of thanking my angels and guides and God and whoever for being with me because there's just so much happening right now in like abundance. And then I left for work after writing that journal entry and pulled up to the stoplight and I saw 333. And I don't normally go by the literal definition per se of the angel numbers, but then I, I searched that one and three is apparently like support from your guides. Like it literally means that so I saw that and then the license plate of the vehicle right in front of it literally said go 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 and I was like this is really weird
0: <laughs> that, is it weird though
1: <laughs> well sometimes my jaw drops and I'm like that was literally plain English okay I understand signs and symbols but like when the it's signs like signs
0: are like so big like you can't not like question it it's like, it's exactly. just like, it's exactly, the, exactly what you need to hear exactly the way that you need to hear it. It's crazy.
1: That's weird. It's like, I don't know when it gets to be plain English, like straight, like, Where you straightforward. don't have to like
0: figure out the meaning of it. It's like straight yeah. up. Like, go, go, go. It's like, okay. Yeah.
1: Or when you draw a tarot or Oracle and it's so straight up that you can't even, your mind can't even make excuses for anything. It's just totally. like, no, it, it's black and white. Mm-hmm pretty crazy but anyway it's been a flowy magical week for me
0: girl you're on fire (laughs) literally it's so amazing (laughs) like once you like totally just let go and surrender to like the flow of life you will notice the signs and the synchronicities and there's just so much abundance in that like I would just keep the momentum going keep riding that wave because it's bringing so much goodness into your life and I mean, I'm curious now, because like you said, this is not something that you've experienced like as much in the past, because you were more type A. So like, how did you even get to this point of like, letting it flow, kind of being more like type B, I guess, in quotes, but it's more like leaning into like the feminine energy is like the way I like to think about it. So how have you gotten to that point?
1: It's been a long and winding journey, <laughs> I will say. I grew up very type A, very straight A kind of that achiever mindset, mm-hmm. like getting applauded when I would get a good report card. So it was it was that natural ping of I'm good at this. I'm good at school. I'm good at following the rules. I'm the good kid. I get praised when I'm good and that's just what I leaned into. Like I was really good at academics and just leaned into that all through college and no, I knew how to follow a syllabus. I knew how to organize things. I got all my homework done earlier on time. Extra credit like that's just what I did. And then I remember the panic set in a month before college graduation when I saw my Google calendar which was always color-coded to the to the minute. I even scheduled phone calls with mom in there. Like it's it was wild, which I, I do still that, do. Still.
0: I still do that. I really like that, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. I lean back into that
1: now um, because structure allows for freedom. That's one of Mm -hmm. my 2024 intentions because I kept thinking that structure limited freedom, but it's actually giving me so much more free mind space to have some structure behind me. So that's, again, another side note conversation. That's such an
0: important thing. I think people do have that limited mindset around structure. Even sometimes I do. I'm like, I don't want structure. I just want to flow and be free. But it does give you freedom if you actually think about it. If you have that discipline, it actually gives you the freedom.
1: Exactly. So I was really color-coded and my calendar was always full. Every weekend had something on it. And then come college graduation, I remember seeing every day after that was empty. And I felt like I was jumping off a cliff and I didn't know how to live. I didn't know what to do and so I applied to the jobs everyone thought I was going to and I interned at a at a big company and everyone thought that I was just going to work for them because you know you interned for them why wouldn't you work for them and so I was like yeah you're right why wouldn't I work for them even though I hated the job and so I applied to a bunch of jobs that I was quote qualified for trained for through college and I just in hindsight, had a limited view of all the different directions that I could take the career. You know, you just don't know what you don't know at that point. So I was applying to all these positions. And this is where in hindsight with human design, my intuition is gut, like gut intuition, which I feel physically in my gut, or it's a fire in my core. It was communicating to me so strongly that every time I clicked apply on those jobs, I felt like I was going to throw up and I was begging for them to reject me so that I didn't have to go through the confusing conversation of talking to my family and being like, I can't apply to these jobs. I don't want them and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like That felt, even now saying that out loud, me not knowing what I'm doing, I was always the girl that knew what she was doing. And so that was a really confusing time in my life, and I decided to just waitress and learn how to live, which sounds really silly, but I I didn't know how to simply exist without the structure of someone telling me what to do. So I, I waitress for. I think
0: co- that is like such a common theme, though. Honestly, for like people coming out of college, like learning how to like adult, is like so hard when you've been like in school for your basically your whole entire life and then all of a sudden you have all of this space it's like what do you do with your time like it's it is crazy and I think this is like a common phenomenon so yeah anyways mm-hmm. just want to put I that had, out there <laughs>
1: I had someone describe it as the post-grad blues
0: mm.
1: and that really resonated with me and I have never been clinically like diagnosed with anything but I've in hindsight, I think I was a little depressy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, I was living in my uncle's basement, so grateful for him to give me that space in the meantime, because I wasn't sure if I was going to get a job and move. So I didn't want to sign a lease. So I was living uh, with family, but still, it wasn't a space of my own. And then trying to apply to jobs that I actually didn't want. I was just back to waitressing. And I'm like, what did I do college for? I'm so confused. Everyone said that things were just going to work out, and this is just what we're supposed to do. And it just made no no freaking sense. None of it made sense. And I felt like, I just felt like I did everything wrong. And that's where I was for a little while. And then waitressing, and that was fine. Like I eventually got my own apartment. I was waitressing, but then had this realization one day. And I remember this moment. I was taking a burger from the kitchen to the table, like a couple with a couple kids, like doing the same thing that I had done day after day. Set it down on the table and I just had this intuitive ping, which this was before I was really tapped into anything. I was like, intuition, what, like, I think I owned tarot cards, didn't really touch them that often. I was not meditating. I was weightlifting. That was about it. You know, I was just really not as tapped into all this stuff, not connected. Mm -hmm. I was still looking to the outside to tell me what to do. And I just had this ping that said, nothing changes if nothing changes.
0: Mm.
1: And I know that that's a quote people see out there, but it felt so true. Like I will be setting this plate down on this table in this section in this restaurant every day until I decide I don't want to do it anymore. And it hit me so deeply that I am so in control of everything that I was like, I need to get out of here. I don't know what that looks like, but that was my first ping of set the intention of getting out of here. I don't know what that looks like. I'm watching, in the meantime, I've been watching YouTube videos of all these people traveling and van lifers. And it was like mid COVID times too. So nobody really knew what was happening. And it felt very restrictive and trapped to me because I, yeah, it was just, everybody understands that feeling. So not gonna get into the, the COVID times, but basically I spent so much time looking at people that I admire through socials that I journaled out like what am I admiring about these people why mm-hmm. do I think they're so cool and with the van lifers and travelers I just thought they were bold and they were adventurous they were brave they were seeing new things and sharing their creative gifts and I have this whole journal entry about why I love the- watching these people and then reflected it back on myself and I didn't see myself in that way because I kind of like I, I, I wasn't Like I wasn't that person. That was the gap of who I wanted to be, who I Mm -hmm. saw, what I saw in other people. But whatever you see in other people, you have all the potential to be yourself. So I kind of set that as my vision of I want to be more adventurous, brave and bold. What did those people do? (laughs) Well, for me, what they did is sell everything, trade in my car and travel the country, solo travel. I thought about van life. I ended up not doing that. I did more of a couch surfing type of thing because I wasn't sure how long term I wanted to do it, but I was so tired of feeling like I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. (laughs) I'm going to travel the country and also kind of shake off that type A person because you can't plan. When you're solo traveling, you can have the intention of reaching a certain city, but everything that happens in between there is a little bit up to the universe. Yeah. So it made me let go of that tight leash I had on certainty and allow things to work out for me. Like mm-hmm. the trust that things are just going to work out and that they can work out even better than you imagine. I think that was the biggest lesson. Mm. Was that in the places that I had things planned to a T? Yeah, it was cool. Everything that I had planned happened, but that was kind of boring. And any of the places that I didn't have any plan and I just networked and socialized and let the wind take me were some of the best memories
0: I have in my entire life. It's like when you don't set those expectations, like you can't even be disappointed. So usually you're just like really, really like satisfied and like fulfilled because like anything that happens that's like good is like amazing. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what was going to happen. So this is incredible.
1: Exactly. One of those experiences happened in the first week. My friend came with for the first few weeks. So there were two of us driving because I needed that bit of motivation. i (laughs) trying to push myself off the cliff of, all right, you're going to travel by yourself. And we drove past a sand dune in Nevada and I had never seen one in real life, like something you could ride four wheelers Mm -hmm. on and surf down. And we were both jaw dropped looking at this thing because it was in the middle of nowhere it didn't make sense that it was there it was very random and so we were like well we have to touch it you gotta just we gotta touch the sand dune because why not so (laughs) is it just a feminine urge to touch things I don't know I always Um, want to
0: touch things I think it actually is a part of my human design though you know like like the senses that's
1: on the chart minus touch minus smell interesting Mm. so (laughs) One of those memories is that we drove to that sand dune. There were two guys riding four wheelers there and we just about left. We got in our car. We were like, oh, we saw the sand dune turn around to leave. And then she slammed on the brakes and she's like, we said we're going to do cool shit. We're going to do things. We're going to we're going to push ourselves. I'm turning this car around and we're going to go talk to those guys and ask them to give us a ride. So we turned the car around and and they gave us a ride up to the top of the sand dune. And it was the most incredible view. It was it was tall. I can't even describe like you're driving almost vertically up this thing and we did not know these strangers, (laughs) but like
0: one of the best memories I could have ever, like never predicted. Wow. Yeah. I remember you actually showing me pictures of this on the retreat and I was like, didn't even know a sand dune existed. I'm like, I've heard of it, but like, I had no idea what it looked like in real life. So that's like, just amazing. And I love how you leaned into it. Like you're like, we said we would do cool shit. So we're going to do cool shit. And you just freaking did it. Cause I think honestly, like usually you hear like the opposite as humans, like we're like, it would have been cool if I did that, but I was like too afraid or it would have been cool if I did that. But like, I didn't want to like go up to them and ask them, like, I didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want to be annoying. Like there's always like these excuses and you only live once so it's like freaking do it and now you have this amazing memory it's like a core memory for you and it's just like such a more fulfilling way to live your life truly
1: (laughs) it is and it seems so obvious but I say it to people all the time that humans are meant to be interacted with I think we keep forgetting that the more into socials and technology we get but life is literally a game. I joke about simulation theory, but also, am I joking? I really don't know at this <laughs> point. <laughs> but we're all here to lift each other up and have experiences every single day. And most of the time, you're not bothering someone. When have you had somebody come up and like ask you advice on something and you've been annoyed about it or pissed off about it? Very rarely, yeah. unless they're being rude in some way. But for the most part, people love to talk about themselves and they love to help others. It Helping others makes you feel good. So, just naturally, people want to do that. And something the traveling really made me lean into was that <laughs> kind of shaking off the Minnesota nice or the, you know, Midwestern, oh, like, so sorry, don't want to be a burden, like right. you just mentioned, and take people at their word. And that has been very powerful in networking and entrepreneurship and just everything that I'm doing with my life because if someone didn't want to get coffee with me, they have the autonomy to say no. Mm-hmm. So if they say yes, I'm going to assume that they have the time for me. I'm not going to make up all these ideas in my head that, oh, we need to hurry up, blah, 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 and have the my- mental chatter because if somebody didn't want me to stay at their house when I was couch serving, they can say no. That's fine. Totally. Like- It's not up to you to make decisions
0: for them. And we do that for people a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like you've been saying too before, everything is your choice. Like that is someone's choice to not want to do that or to not want to do a certain thing or to do a certain thing. And so it's like taking accountability for our choices and our actions. And if you do fall into like the passive aggressive people pleasing, like it's just like, okay, turn the mirror on yourself. Why am I not saying no? Because I'm afraid of hurting someone's feelings or whatever the case may be. But I think that's such a good point. And I actually want to tie in like making those choices for yourself to human design, because human design can be this like really beautiful tool that helps you make those decisions for yourself that feel the most aligned or that are the most aligned for your life path. So I would love for you to just talk about like how did you even figure out or find human design and like what does that journey look like for you and then I want to like just dive deep into human design things because I love this kind of stuff too.
1: (laughs) Ooh, let's do it I'm so excited. So (laughs) I like to say that human design finds you more so than you find it because it'll trickle in most often like there'll be one post or a friend will mention it and it'll just come into your life. I'll quiet like. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, it's the only thing you want to learn about. It's amazing. Yes. But after I road tripped out West, I actually spent three months in Italy with my friend who I host Let It Flow podcast with, Carly. She's amazing. But she lives over in Italy. So I went and visited her for a full visa. And there was a day that we were just kind of scrolling on socials, chilling out in the apartment in Rome. And there was a... Instagram story actually of an influencer that I follow. And she posted her human design energy type and profile and a link to generate your chart. So I thought that it was just another personality test, kind of like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, astrology, whatever else. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll just type my stuff in and this would be cool. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I love personality tests too. I'm like, let's just like figure it out. Like I want to know more about myself. Tell me more. I've literally been taking tests like that since, like, me and my friend Abby used to just sit on the computer for, like, hours when we were, like, 10 and just do personality tests online. We had these, like, Cosmopolitan, actually. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Do you remember what I'm talking about? Those Cosmopolitan, like, personality quizzes? Yes. There's books you could literally buy about that back in the day. So, anyways, I've been, I love this kind of stuff is what I'm trying to get at.
1: (laughs) I joke that my inner child knew all along. I was obsessed. I joke about J14 and Tiger Beat magazine, if you remember that far yes, back, like the do, the absolutely. ones that had like the big Cole Sprouse poster in the middle mm-hmm. or Zach Efron. <laughs> and like I was that that person that was taking the which Jonas brother are you meant to be with type of quiz. Yeah. Buzz Buzzfeed quizzes. All the quizzes. Those are
0: like the first things I would flip to <sighs> as well. Yeah. So cool. I'm convinced
1: that all the girls that were into that are now collecting crystals and into all of this stuff. <laughs>
0: totally. <laughs> of course. Be, honestly. We should do a poll.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I was meant to be with um, Nick Jonas, by the way. Okay.
0: In case anybody yeah, was wondering. I'm okay. gonna like go Google this quiz afterwards. Figure right. out which one I'm supposed to do
1: They're so <laughs> okay. funny. Anyway, like man, children are missing out. But anyway, I typed my information in and got my human design chart, read a little bit about what it is to be a generator, which I'm a five-one sacral generator. For anybody curious about what my human design is, that's kind of the big three in human design. If you're thinking astrology, like sun, moon, rising. In human design, if you say you're five-one, that's your profile, your personality type. Sacral is my authority, so how my intuition speaks to me. And then generator is my energy type. So.
0: so I'm a 2-4 emotional manifesting generator. Heck yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Love it. So 5-1 sacral generator. I started reading a little bit about it and was like, oh, this is all cool, whatever. And I've always been a little bit of a skeptic. Like I said, I wasn't super into the woo-woo things, you would say. In college, I lived with Carly and she had a tarot deck and I started you know, I was like, I want nothing to do with this. And then I would sit outside like in the entry of her room and just watch a couple friends do it. And then I'd be like, oh, what, what'd you get? What What does that mean? I'm a little oh, yeah. curious. And then before you know it, I was sitting in the circle, but I didn't want one. I don't, I don't want to touch it. And then it was like, oh my God, Carly, I need you to pull a card for me. Like, can we talk about things? <laughs> and So mm-hmm. it was a slow, but gradual thing that was just kind of fun, but also confusing. me and because I went to church school for 10 years I was in a Lutheran church school so anything like this even astrology like I would skip over the zodiac things in Cosmo like nope I'm not supposed to look at this so that's a whole other aspect of my healing journey you would say but so being skeptical with that background I was kind of like looking for something to be wrong I guess like to read into my human design and be like oh nope that's not true and kind of this is all BS and shake it off, you know? Yeah, And that comes with me being a 5-1, if anybody knows about the, the numbers, which we can talk about, but the line one is the researcher investigator. So naturally I am that person that wants to get all of the knowledge about it. So being skeptical, I was like trying to find something wrong and then I couldn't find anything wrong. Like everything about my chart has really unfolded and revealed itself to me and it does the more you start to practice with it so for a generator like I respond with my gut instinct um it just starts to open up doors for you and the more aligned you are with your design the more it'll start to show itself to you and show you aspects of yourself so human design is like a coming home to yourself it's not something you have to try to be it's just a map of who you are and it just allows you to Like love yourself so much because there's just so many different qualities to everybody. And it just really puts it on paper how everyone is experiencing this life so differently. And that also hooked me when my friends looked theirs up. I I said, oh, but you experienced this, right? And my friends are manifestors. And they were like, absolutely not. That's not how my life is at all. And so that surprised me. And then I was curious about their design. And then figuring out, I really love seeing how I can support my friends and family and the dynamics of relationships. I think that's really fun. Teams, how you work together. There's so much you can get into with human design. But that's what initially hooked me. It was that I couldn't find anything that didn't feel at least an inkling true. And I do like to point out that your human design chart doesn't change per se like when you look it up that's basically your I'm not an astrologer astrologist is it astrologer or astrologist I'm sorry you guys I never know I actually
0: don't know either so
1: okay
0: I know (laughs) so basically astrologer
1: astrologer astrologer (laughs) oh my god you think I would know but the the chart you look up for human design that's like your birth chart I guess without any transits or changes so I like looking at that There are people that know more about astrology and it can change. Like every day there are things that do change if you want to read into that, but you don't have to. Like understanding your energy type, strategy, authority, profile, and understanding as a generator that satisfaction is my sign of alignment, frustration is misalignment. Just knowing that I could operate the rest of my life and know nothing else and that would change the game. So I do want to say that it can seem overwhelming if you look up your human design, like if you've paused this episode and you go look yours up, there's going to be a boatload of information. Don't get overwhelmed. It's not meant to be memorized or to overwhelm you. It's here to help you. But I do just like to point that out, that certain aspects of your chart will resonate at certain times in your life more than others. Like I can see where some of my undefined centers, the ones that are white, maybe impacted me more in high school. And I can see where some of them are impacting me more now, and it's just the awareness of that and being able to play with it that really, really helps.
0: Gosh, there's so many directions we could go with this. I actually already had an episode on human design with my friend Kelsey Erickson. So if anyone's listening and they like want to know more of like deep dive, not deep dive, it's more of like the general overview of what human design is, like the sun or the the energy types is what they're called, right? energy types yep um and more of like the overview definitely go listen to that and also look up your chart but I want to talk about some other things because like I want to get into like more of like the deep dive on this episode so talk a little bit more about the lines for people's profile types because I think that's really interesting that there's only six lines so that's like we can go through those and like how they line up differently for people and then like I know like their first number is your conscious self, I think. And your second number is like your unconscious self. So like talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So there's six lines, they call them. And they're lines because they have to do with the I Ching, the Chinese I Ching. We're not going to get into that, but that is one of the systems that human design is made up of. There's seven different overall things that human design is comprised of, that's another thing that really hooked me is it really bridges the gap between science and woo-woo. Mm. So me being kind of skeptical, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then there, there are things that have to do with genetics and then the chakra system and astrology and the I Ching and the Kabbalah of Life and the gene keys. And it just goes on and on. So there's, like I said, can seem overwhelming, but the six lines they make up your profile, which your profile is the closest thing to kind of the the Myers-Briggs, like a personality type in human design. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would describe the profile. And then line one, people are the researchers. Like I mentioned, I have that in my profile. We want to get to the bottom of things. We want to know all the details. They're really good at, you know, collecting that knowledge and really diving in, getting hooked and going and going and going. But kind of a a downfall of the one, if somebody has a one like me calling myself out, we can feel like we never have enough knowledge. So we never start. We never share. And we silence ourselves because we just need to, you know, like buy that one more course, one more book or one more quiz or no, I'm not sure yet. And we really want to be certain of something instead of taking the first step. So anybody with a line one, I just recommend just do it like you have so much knowledge and I am preaching to myself. Oh, my God that is literally me. (laughs) I know so
0: much. I honestly feel like that I can resonate with that as well. Like it's hard for me Mm -hmm. because I feel like I never have enough knowledge. Like I always want to like learn more. So I'm curious, like what's the difference between, I know you're probably going to get into two, but like, what's the difference between the first line and the second line? Because I know the second line is like more like the hermit who also is like the easy breezy genius is another term I've heard of like with that profile. So I'm curious, like what's the difference? So the
1: line two is often called the hermit, and this is another thing about human design. The language that you'll come across can feel kind of icky. I guess I don't really know how else to describe it. Like, I'm a five-one, so it's like the heretic investigator. Who wants to be called a heretic? Like, nobody. Who wants to be called a hermit? Like, no, no. I mean, I'm not okay with
0: easy breezy genius, but... Yeah, so but her that's hermit, why...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, like, I'm a – I'm the, like, the heretic investigator, but I like to call it the unique savior because Mm. the five has the quality of being the savior and helping people and then the one with the knowledge. So there's different terminology you'll come across, but the two being the hermit is more introverted, quiet, and innately gifted. Mm. So twos can – feel like they really want their own time. They want to be away from people to work on their talents, which is amazing. Or they might not even see the talents in themselves, which is why they need to come out and be social because their talents are drawn out by others. So mm. that's very important for the two to take take into consideration. It's great. like Hone your craft, but also your craft can help other people and people need to see it in order for it to be called out into the world. So That's with the two. So I guess maybe where I could see you overlapping the one and the two is like the one kind of has that deep dive. Like, I want to know everything about this topic and like be the expert. The Mm -hmm. two is kind of, I would say more mastering a skill or a gift or like, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming better at what's unique and unique to you, those skills. That's how I describe it. There's also a lot of things to do with the centers as well. Like there's so many variations in everyone's chart that I'm sure that would show up elsewhere in yours but
0: I actually one thing that I I think I've maybe asked a similar question to my friend who does human design as well I think what she told me too is like the difference is you can be like interested in other things like I like I honestly like like to go down rabbit holes like it's it's fun for me to like do research but it's not aligned for like if I'm actually following like my true purpose it's not aligned for like my design I think that's what she told me So it's like, yeah, you might be like drawn to something, but like if you were actually following like your chart to like a T, that's not where you should really be spending your time. (laughs) Like you're not really going to get anywhere with that. Like maybe you're like drawn to it, but it's not going to get you anywhere. Like as far as like your purpose goes. So I'm curious, like, do do you feel like you resonate with that?
1: That was about the line too.
0: Yeah. Just like in general, if you're pulled to something and you're like, oh, I feel like that's kind of me too. Like it could be part of you like in a different way, but. It might not be. Yeah.
1: In terms of the lines, the two can practice trusting their innate gifts. So, where you might be drawn to, like, hey, is this me? It's like you know what's you as a two and like what that gift is for you. So, veering off the path in that way. Cause a little bit of what you mentioned definitely sounds like the identity center. And I have. So much to share about that. That has been the last few years of my life. That's why I'm so passionate about sharing human design for anybody that's looking to figure out who they are, what they want to share and Mm. who they're here to be. And entrepreneurship wise, like I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know for who and how and for what. I just knew that that was something in my core and I needed to figure it out. And human design has really helped me with that clearly I mean this is my passion but there's other things in there but yeah the identity center is something pretty crazy too but one is the researcher two is Mm -hmm. the hermit the gifted introvert Mm -hmm. the three is someone who is out there trying and learning you know the three is described as the martyr Mm -hmm. they are a doer experimenter resilient adventurer experienced because the three goes out there. And for example, if a, a line one and a line three were having a conversation, right? The line one, it says, I have read everything about this. And everything here says that you should not do that. Like, don't No, You're going to get hurt. <laughs> don't do this. The three is like, yeah, I love your research. But like, uh, I'm going to figure it out, though. Like, yeah, keep your research. I'm going to go try it out, see what happens. And then they come back and they're either like what what you learn mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go they really like to go out in the world and and test it for themselves so they're not just going to take someone's word for it they're going to do it which is so much fun and they're here to help the world through their lived experiences so the more you try the more you learn mm. and resistant to others advice <laughs> because they just want to learn it themselves line 4 is the opportunist this is the most social line. So friendly networker, influencer, handshaker type of person. And I like to use the example of if a line four were at a party and they just wanted some alone time, they were just going to go sit at a table by themselves, you know, just separate themselves from the crowd. People will follow them. People will just come sit at the table with them and they'll, they'll be like, I just, I wanted to be alone, but like, I don't know what you guys want, but you're coming to the table with me anyway because they naturally attract community and people just know that like they're somebody they can look to and they can facilitate that community and build the community so people could be like i don't really know why i'm at this table but i want to sit next to you
0: (laughs) yeah that's so interesting i know we've already talked about this before too because i'm a two four I think it's so interesting though because it's like so opposite. Like you were just saying like twos are like super introverted and like quiet mm-hmm. and keep to themselves and then four is like the most social. Like what a mm-hmm. like a conundrum. I know. I know. That one is
1: called the introvert extrovert, or at least that's what I call it. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, and the two is your conscious, and the four would be more unconscious. So that's where people probably see you as the four more than you see yourself as the four. You see yourself mm-hmm. as the two. So people know that you can build this community, and you're like, I'm just trying to hone my gifts and be alone for a minute. But I also think that's awesome, though, because as a two, you do need to be in that community and have your gifts called out of you, mm-hmm. and your opportunity is as a four. Fours get their opportunities from the people close to them, their close network. So for anybody listening that has a four in their profile, if you're thinking like nobody around me understands, I need to like find somebody to network with, don't underestimate the people that are close to you and who they might have connections with. Like really lean into maybe the friend that you've had for years has met somebody this week. And you just need to tap into that. Like you you really don't know. So don't underestimate your close relationships as a four. And you do have the opportunity to build a huge community, a huge network, but close friendships and relationships are really important and you don't need a big community. Mm. So that's important to know.
0: know. Yeah. Okay, five. Yeah.
1: So five, <laughs> moving on. Five is the heretic or savior, hero, helper, leader. Fives naturally want to help others and solve problems, and fives are super interesting. If I do say so myself, <laughs> um, I'm I'm a five one. Fives are. People that can also be projected onto by others. So if you're a five, it's really, really important to be clear about what you are going to help with and what you aren't going to help with because mm. you have that savior aura, that hero. People know that you can help them. They may not even know with what, but they might come to you and ask you for help and they have these preconceived notions about how it's going to look, what you're going to do. And They won't even tell you they, and they, because they don't even know that they're thinking this, but then you provide a product or a service and it goes against what they thought you were going to do, even though they didn't even say it. And so then you become the enemy of, well, this isn't good enough for me and yada, yada, you know? So it's really important for fives to say, like, I would love to help you. I'm available at this time. This is exactly what I'm going to deliver to you. This is how much it costs. Like, Just be very clear. Cause you, ha- you also have a way, like, that's just a, s- a side note about the five, but you have a way of simplifying things and making things easy for people to understand, which I'm hoping I'm doing for human design right now. Totally. I love <laughs> so- how you're
0: like applying it. So like, this is like what, this could look like this. This might happen to you like in this way. I think that's super tangible. So yes, you're killing it.
1: (laughs) Good. My line five is really showing (laughs) off. So that's a five, like natural problem solver. You'll solve problems without even thinking about it, but then also pay attention to what problems are yours to solve and what are you taking on that you really don't need to be involved with. So pay attention to that. The line six is the role model and can also be described as the wise sage, very embodied because the six is a really interesting one. If you've read into it at all, it has three different distinct phases. So the six at the beginning of life, ages zero to 30, kind of it acts as a three. So remember what I said about the three being the trial and learning, like like getting knocked down, getting back up, you know, really learning through experience. So that's where the six gets all the experience and you stumble around for a little bit, you figure out what works and what doesn't. And then second phase of life, 30 to 50 ish. Again, it's not like you turn 31 and your life enters another change. Like it's ish. Okay. And so the second phase, you kind of act as a two. You're like, okay, I learned all this stuff. I'm a little bruised up, but we made it through. We're going to take everything we learned and just hone our skills, figure out what did work, what didn't work, and also observe everyone around. Like You don't have to be the one like doing the work as much. And you can learn just as much from watching other people experiment as doing it yourself. And so coming into that hermit phase and perfecting what works for you. And then in the last later phase of life, 50 plus, Becoming that wise role model who experienced everything, honed the skill, and now you have that wise sage advice that people know they can come to you and just get exactly what they need to hear. They just can feel that energy from you. So very, very cool.
0: Super cool. Thank you so much for going through all of those. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like thinking about all the people in my life and like, what their numbers are. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> so ask yeah. all your friends and family too to do their human design because I think it's so cool using these tools as like obviously a means for us to understand ourselves but also understand the people that are in our lives and like how can we like communicate with them better or like meet their needs like how do they need support how do they show mm-hmm. up like this is what we're here to do as humans like we're here to connect like you said and like get a deeper understanding of other people and just help each other so I love this And like oh my gosh poking up this all is the knowledge. <laughs>
1: This is coming up, which I haven't talked about on any podcast, but so there's a ton that you can look at with compatibility, right? Mm. But so all the shapes in your chart, all the centers, the ones that are not colored in are your greatest places of learning and experimentation and also potential conditioning.
0: It's like the undefined centers, right?
1: Yep. The undefined. So the ones that are not colored in and there's certain things with compatibility charts. That's like, because when you're with somebody, your charts are overlapping per se. So you kind of are sampling the energy of what that person has and they're sampling what you have and your energy is interacting with each other. And the it's not that the more you have filled in, the less you have to learn. It's just the less likely you're going to go out and like experiment. And I just remember looking up my ex-boyfriend's chart when we were together and he had every center defined. He was a, a quad split, like everything was filled in. Totally fine. Doesn't mean that, that nothing is better than another in human design. But then now that this is just coming to me now, looking at my chart, I have three centers filled in and the rest are open. And I, I am learning so many lessons in those spaces. And it's not to say that he's not. It's just that he's comfortable which is amazing. Like he kind of has, he has that access to that energy and I did not. So like, I wanted to go try and learn and do all these things. And he was just, you know, kind of fine. And yeah. I was not fine. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I like to go out and try new things and And we just had, we had completely different energies. Mm. Very, very interesting to pay attention to. And then family dynamic wise, I found out that my sister is a manifester. My mom is a generator like me with a couple additional centers. And then my dad is a projector. So we have three different energies floating around and I can see it in how we socialize. I can see it in how we sleep. I can see it in how we have family discussions. I can see it in how we argue. I can see it through everything and it just it's helped me have so much more grace and understanding for my friends and family when i understand how they're viewing the world in in through human design it's just and they don't know theirs let me be clear i have not sat down and done a human design reading for my dad if he ever wants to if you're listening dad <laughs> he's not he's not going to listen to this but love him to death if he ever asks i would love to but i'm not forcing human design on anybody I mean, anything that you're into that helps you, you, you want to share, which maybe that's just me being a five, but I think most people, if something helps you, you want to help others with it too, but like force is never going to make that happen. So totally,
0: you're so right. And yeah, I guess I wasn't like meaning to be like, force everyone to take this quiz, but more so for you to understand too, you know? Yes. Yes. Like
1: it's helped me. Like I, I know so much about my family through human design, but they don't know their design and- It's just helped me interact with them Mm -hmm. more efficiently, more more effectively. Yeah.
0: Yeah. More compassion, more understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's super helpful. I love that you said that too, because it's something like, I'm like wanting to know more about people's charts, like, especially like close people to me. And I'm like, gosh, it makes so much sense when I like know, okay, even their type, like what are they? A projector? And then understanding what a projector is. And like, you are totally a projector. (laughs) It's amazing. I want to go a little bit more into the centers just for a second, because I thought there was something that you told me, too, that I thought was really cool about the undefined versus the defined. Like you talked about it as like giving or receiving energy from people. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: the first of all, a defined center is one that's colored in. Mm-hmm. An undefined center is one that isn't. If you ever hear the terminology "open," that means that none of the numbers inside of the shape are highlighted either. Mm. So undefined is when it's not colored in, but there's a couple numbers that are highlighted. Open is completely open, like there's no numbers highlighted at all. So <clears throat> it's a place for deep learning.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: don't don't think too hard about it, but basically, I describe each of the energy centers as. Picture it as a room with a bunch of doors. Every one of the numbers is a door. And if you have one of those doors highlighted or open, that's a filter for the energy coming through. So each one of the numbers and the shapes has a meaning. So for me, my throat center is undefined and I have gate 31 which represents I lead. So when I when I speak and like process energy through my my throat center, that's That is the filter that I have. The rest of them, I would have to tap into other people if they have them when I'm around them. But if they are undefined, they're like a receiver dish. You're receiving other people's energy around you. Remember when I said in compatibility or family charts, the people that you're around, you are sampling their energy. Because if you've heard anything about auras, they extend past your body. So your auras are overlapping, basically. So your energy is communicating with theirs and you're receiving stuff into those open centers. Think of it like a cup and they have a full cup. You have an empty cup. Again, doesn't mean you're empty. This is just a metaphor. You have an Uh empty cup. They, They have a full cup. Their full cup of energy is pouring into yours while you're around them, but yours has little holes in it and you're meant to drain it out later. So you need to step away from that person and realize that that energy isn't yours and come back to yourself. Whereas- Yeah, those defined centers are like the the radio towers giving off signals, like giving off that consistent energy. So, So like a good
0: example, yeah, like an example of like someone Mm -hmm. experiencing someone else's energy and like how it might affect them.
1: Yeah, I guess a an example that I think a lot of people would relate to is: Have you ever bit had a perfectly fine day, hung out with a friend who is stressed as heck, and then you leave that interaction feeling stressed, Mm -hmm. but it's not your stress it's their stress. So an example of that would be the root center is like the drive pressure stress center. So how you manage stress. If someone has that one undefined and they're with a friend who has it defined and that defined center friend is in chaos, pouring their chaos into the empty cup of your undefined center, you're going to leave that conversation feeling chaotic And come back and say, oh, my gosh, my house is a mess. Like, I should I should be planning this. And I'm so stressed out. Like, I can't believe I didn't accomplish this today. And you were fine before you talked to that person. And then you come home and your cup is emptying out and you need to just be alone and realize that that's their stress. It's not yours. Mm -hmm. And it just comes with practice, understanding, and spending time alone. I recommend that to everybody to really understand your own design, is to understand who you are when you're not around anybody else. And that's on self
0: discovery. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And like, you learn the most <laughs> by yourself, I swear. And then when you like thought you knew it all, then you like learn more. It's crazy. It's just like peeling back all the layers of this <laughs> onion that we are. Oh, exactly
1: it's a lifelong journey, right? Mm-hmm. So.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I can sit here and talk to you forever about this. I want to do one more deep dive before we get off okay. the episode together. So I we've been talking so much about intuition. I feel like that was like how we started the conversation. So like full circle to bring it back to intuition. Let's talk about the authority because I think mm-hmm. this is like something that's always like, I hear is like always in my world. It's like, how do I like tap into my intuition more? How do I know if something's anxiety versus intuition? Like intuition is just always like discernment. Like people want to know how to discern. So let's talk about the authorities, if you don't mind.
1: Absolutely. Of course, this could be so long, but I'm going to try to, in a nutshell, just give Mm -hmm. a little, a little
0: sprinkle. Mm -hmm. So
1: authority in human design is how your intuition uniquely speaks to you and there's seven different ways in human design i'm not going to get into all of them because it would take a minute yeah but the the main ones would be emotional authority you'll see a lot of people are emotionals and counter to what it seems you're not meant to make decisions with your emotions (laughs) you're actually meant to wait to come back to center so for example if you are feeling really high highs one day, every single opportunity is going to sound like a great one. Whereas (laughs) if you are in a low day, every opportunity is going to seem like a bad idea or you're just going to overlook it because you're having a bad day. So the goal for emotionals is to make decisions over time. And that's important to know because in our society, our society is 70% generators and manifesting generators. So some of them are emotionals, some of them are gut instinct, regardless, they're moving faster than the speed of light and we're climbing corporate ladders and building structures. And that's just how society is moving, but there's still a there's still a high percentage, like 30% of the population is projector, manifestor, reflector. So understanding how you're meant to make decisions for the many of you listening to this that are those quote, non-energy types, you'll see that out there Does not mean that you can't do anything. Just means that you're here to do things differently than a majority of the population. And that is a okay. We need you. So as a um, you're meant to follow your strategy with your authority. So for example, generator, I have a gut sacral authority. And generators are here to respond to the world around them by what lights them up, what feels good, what's being magnetized to them. And so when things light me up and I feel like, you know what that feels like when you want to, when you want to touch something like touching the sand dune that lit me up. I was like, I need to drive toward it. And then saying, hell yes, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And with my gut instinct, that's moment to moment. So like the gut does not wait so we're out here, there's a bunch of people with gut intuition that are like, no, I need to sleep on it. And then the mind gets involved and then you make a misaligned decision. So gut instinct is very moment to moment. The emotionals are out here thinking, I need to make a decision because everyone's waiting on me and and I don't want to like, you know, put anybody in, in that position to wait for me. So I'm going to make a decision right now, even though I'm stressed and I don't know what I want, but they're waiting and the mind is just making me a freak out know that it is okay as an emotional to ask for time and space and that it's better for everyone involved if you do. Just let people know. I
0: can relate to this. I'm an emotional. So I'm like this, Yes, like speaking to me, I feel. I <laughs> want to make decisions all of the time, like so quickly because I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm like, I just want to do it. I want to do the next thing. I find something that excites me. I want to do it. But I cannot think clearly when I'm in like super- high intense emotions whether it's like up or down like I'm not like thinking rationally and so this is just such a good reminder that I gotta come back to center and I think it's really helpful that you talked about it with the generator and like the the energy types that like go 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 versus the ones that aren't so much because there is a big difference there and it's like important to know both.
1: Yeah, it's really important. Those are the two most common that, like I said, there are seven and we could do another episode sometime and dig into all of them if we want to, but it's important to know your strategy of how you move through the world because it's like understanding your energy, how you interact with people around you, how you attract opportunities. The energy type determines your strategy, which is how you're meant to move through the world. And then you're meant to make decisions according to your authority and then tap into your themes to check in with yourself throughout the day and day to day. So it all really does run together. So as a generator, I'm responding to things every day with my gut instinct because I'm a sacral authority and making decisions moment to moment on whether I feel satisfied or whether I feel frustrated. Those are my themes. So everybody can do that. like, And, and everyone operates a little bit differently. So I, I don't want to leave anybody out. So like manifestors, you're amazing. You're here to initiate and inform a little bit of a whisper on that one because manifest manifestors are here to trailblaze and do things differently and you're here to initiate but it's very important for you to inform those around you because manifesting generators and generators are the builders we want to help you so if you tell us what you're doing what direction you're going or if you're changing lanes we feel seen heard and and like we can support you and it's just it'll help you it'll help people get out of your way and support you rather than be like what are you doing so please do inform us we appreciate it And, um, yeah, and then either make decisions over time or there's a handful of other ones, but I don't even want to dive into that because I know we're reaching an hour, um, projectors, (laughs) you know, um, here when it says wait to be invited, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. It just means lean into who you are, do what you feel passionate about until you feel the invitation. And that could be just somebody like looking at you across the room and you're like, yes, that person's inviting me to talk to them. Like I feel that pull or it can be literally, Hey, will you come to dinner? Or like, will you chat with my team? Like a clear invitation? Yeah. You know what a, a good invitation feels like. So just lean into that with your authority and make decisions and say yes to the things that align with your authority as a projector and then reflectors out there there's not very many of them but reflectors are here to be surprised by life like delighted lean into that sample the energy around you because with all of the centers undefined or open there's not that consistent energy, which is also so cool. That's your superpower. You get to lean into that and sample the energy in the world around you and reflect it back to people. What's working, what's not working, what feels like you, what doesn't feel like you, but also very important to spend some time alone and make decisions with the moon cycle, is usually said for reflector. So on kind of a monthly basis, like tap into your flow, you'll start to notice a cycle of how your energy flows and Obviously, you can't wait a month to decide what to have for dinner. So in the moment, you know, tap into what feels right. Like always just tune into your body. I think that's at the end of the day, human design is just trying to get you out of your head and back into your body because the mind is a great tool, a horrible master, as my friend Carly always quotes. And the mind is here to help you, but not here to rule you. So human design helps you tap into that intuition so much more.
0: Mm. So good. I honestly was going to ask you to like share an intuitive message, but I feel like you've literally been intuitively sharing the whole time. And that was the message we needed right there that we need to come back into our bodies. And that's like what the tools used for, what human designs used for. So thank you so much, Alexis, for being here and sharing all your knowledge. Like, honestly, I just geek out on this kind of stuff. And we could sit here for like hours talking about it. We have sat here for hours. Yeah. You'll <laughs> want to know more. But like, if people are interested in learning more, how can they learn more about it? A, how can they work with you if they want to dive deeper into their own charts? And like, you were talking about doing events and stuff. Like, that sounds so cool. So share all your things.
1: Oh my gosh, I feel like there's so much happening right now. (laughs) 2024 has already been wild. But yes, I do offer one-on-one readings, or if you do want to do a couples reading, a partnership reading, I'm totally open to that. If you want to book a reading with me and use it in that way, feel free. There's a link in my Instagram bio at DestinationXAlexis for you to book a reading with me. And yes, events... I have been doing some events in the Minneapolis area, so if you're here, please let's meet in person. I love making in-person connections. I have done an event at Soul Body Finesse. I've done a couple virtual events for teams or other spiritual groups. Like I said, I just, I have one in the works with a cannabis dispensary, but I'm also open to, I feel like there's a change in society and where things are going with drinking culture and what it's like to go out and plan a party and events. So if you're planning something like a birthday party or a bachelorette and you just, you want it to be a little bit different and you want to have kind of a mystical night or tap into human design with your friend group, I'm totally down to do something like that. I'm in an experimental phase of tapping into what feels good and networking. So please DM me and I'd love to co-create something with you whatever whatever sounds fun. I have a lot of childlike joy in my chart, so I'm just always going to say it sounds fun. That's whatever sounds fun is what we're meant to do. I also have one another Instagram page called HD Survival Guide
0: mm. that I
1: am working on at the moment. There's only a handful of posts, but I have an intention to work on sharing more strictly human design stuff, some memes, fun things, joyful Mm. things, childlike things, leaning into that BuzzFeed energy
0: (laughs) over there. So So I'm just, just, yeah, doing that over there. And then honestly, everything that lights you up. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then I do
1: have the Let It Flow podcast that I host weekly with my best friend Carly. She lives in Italy. So it's a pretty unique dynamic, but We're college friends, and we talk about all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, human design, of course. Elena was just on the podcast, so I'm really excited to see where that goes. There's been some amazing humans, healers, mystical people on there. And,
0: yeah, we're just going to continue with that. But I think that's it. (laughs) There's so much right now. There's so much going on right now, and I'm literally so happy that you were here And sharing your knowledge, your gifts, your heart, your presence. Like seriously, you can like just feel the energy. I know you're a generator, but like seriously, like it gets me super amped, like being around you and hearing what lights you up. So keep following that because you're doing amazing things. And clearly the universe is showing you that through all the gifts that you're getting this week. So I just am so happy to know you. And I'm really happy that we got to do this. So I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This has been so much fun so much fun. And just like that, you've finished another episode of Elevate with Elena. Thank you so much for being here and getting curious about your own exploration and self-love. How can you support this podcast? I would greatly appreciate ratings and reviews, letting me know what you're loving, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can best serve you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'm sending you all my love. And until next time.